So for just typical CFO stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Cause you want to go hire a CFO. I mean, obviously it's going to vary on industry, but you know, you're, you're hiring a six figure position, mm-hmm. um, to get a true CFO. And I've seen, you know, the rise of remote CFOs or fractional CFOs. Yeah. And, um, I think it's just such a great solution for businesses at certain sizes. Yeah. And you can leverage the cool thing is you can leverage the fractional part. So what you may not realize with a fractional CFO is they're spending part of their time on you, Yeah, but it's part of their time on eight, 10, 20 other businesses. So they're actually using the Intel from that to serve you Yeah, and vice versa. So there's a lot of information gathering. And personally for me, it's a rewarding job because I get to help all these different types of businesses and see what's going on mm-hmm. and be able to help them and help them through content and across the table to different business owners and tell them what's working and what isn't. Mm. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing I've loved just being in multiple industries is, I mean, I've taken my share of punches. I have, you know, succeeded in lots of things. But the one thing that I really love about being diversified in that way is that I do get to take Intel, like you said, information, lessons I learned over here and apply them over here. Yeah. And that's made me able to grow so much faster because of the lessons I'm learning everywhere versus like if I was just still only a house flipper. It's like, I have a very limited knowledge base and skill set, And like, I don't understand that. Oh, did you know other businesses like actually make money every day? Yeah. <laughs> and like they, they bring money in and they don't have to put out all this cash to, to go do a deal and bring your revenue. Mm-hmm. And then you, you know, you go into these other businesses, you're like, wow. Okay. And then there's other businesses that, you know, are on monthly recurring revenue and you're like, wow. Okay. I get why companies value those companies so highly. Just having this consistency in business is rare. It is. It's really rare. And I think that we have to open our eyes up to other ways of doing things because you get used to that one way or the one way that you were taught. And you also have to be learning all the time about other ways that are working for other business owners because you could be missing out on an opportunity to create that monthly recurring revenue, let's say, because I think almost any business can create some form of recurring revenue. Right. What, um, where are you getting your research for, Hey, like this is where you should be at. You know, you're, yeah. you're making half a million bucks a year, top line. You know, this, these are what your competitors or people in your size are spending. So that's secondary to where you want to be for the sake of your goal, okay. because some people don't want to be a million dollar business owner. They okay. want to spend more time with their family and not have a big team. We have an honest conversation with the founder on where do you want to be? Do you want to have a bigger team? Do you want to scale? Or do you want to really build a business that works without your time so you can spend time with your family or do whatever you want to do in your spare time? Yeah, That is totally fine. And maybe it's real estate and maybe it's taking what you're making from the business and saying, what can you do with that? to create that passive income stream or do those types of things. We really have to look at the profile of the founder. Yeah. But secondary to that, we're using a lot of research tools online. I use different tools that I have access to through software and through my network to be able to see the ratios and the P&Ls of businesses of the size of my clients, but also just intel from working with so many different businesses and seeing what's working, what isn't, and what angles could be working for them that I've seen be successful, even like ads or lead magnets and things like that. Yeah. I, the, the way I look at it is, you know, obviously you want to have as many relationships and things as, as possible. Cause you're going to be able to learn so much from all these other people. I mean, you know, to, we were talking about how I was with Ed Milet yesterday and I was just asking him all these questions cause he's just done so much more than me. Yeah. And so to be able to like hear what he was doing when he was in my stage and the moves he was making, you're like, all right, okay, cool. I get it. Um, 
and it, it just helps fast track it so much more. But, um, for just businesses in general, one thing I always tell our students is, look, this is how you're going to determine what's important to you. Okay. Yeah. Let's say your business is already making a million bucks and you come join our program or you want to get mentorship, whatever. First thing I'm going to ask, or I'm going to ask you is, Hey, which would you rather have? Hypothetically, would you still rather work your 60 hour weeks and make, you know, one and a half or $2 million next year? Or would you rather make a million again, but now you work 20 hours a week? And I go, there, there's no right answer. Right. It's just, what do you want to do? Right. And that will help us figure out what the best, best path is going forward. Yeah. And I think that, that founders have to get honest with yeah. that answer because there's a lot of pressure in comparison yep. to say, I should be over here because Ryan is, or because Ed is, or because yeah. the, the easy thing it, is more revenue, right? Yeah. They want more revenue. They want to grow. And I say, why? So the, the number one question I ask a new client or, or anyone that I'm meeting with, and I say, what's your goal? And immediately Ryan, every time is a dollar sign measurement. They'll yeah. say, what, what do you want? And I'll, they'll say 3 million in revenue. And I go, okay, why? Well, I made two million two five last year, and I feel like I should. It's always I feel like I should be at that growth rate, and I say, okay, why? Well, it's like the five whys. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. keep going through it, extracting it, and then we get to why, and then I go because I want to pick up my daughter from school every day, and I go, okay. Would another half a million in revenue enable you to do that? How does that connect? Yeah. How does that actually link? And they go, it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> so here we are. And I say, you know what we need to do? Same revenue at a constraint, same revenue, 10 less hours a week. Exactly. And then that's where we have to get creative with that's the new goal. Yeah. But everybody's in this growth mode thinking they have to be growing. And I go, sometimes it's just progressing toward your goal. Yeah. It's not about growing the top line revenue, especially if you're pouring into a bucket with holes in it and you're spending all the money that you're making anyway, and you're maintaining those margins. Mm -hmm. One thing I will say is you can do both. You can certainly grow and work less. It's just infinitely harder. Yeah. It's like now you're adding two constraints yeah. and you have to be the only way to really do it is to be extremely innovative mm -hmm. and revamp either your entire offering of how you do things or you're just becoming a savage at hiring and you're now replacing your hours that are going to be even better. Yeah. It's kind of like trying to diet and go hardcore on like training for a Spartan race at the same time. Right. It is, it can be done, yeah. but you're kind of pulling at two ends right there. And without focusing on one goal versus the other, you're going to be less likely to achieve both of them. And it's going to take you longer and it's going to be much harder. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. So what's some of the biggest problems you're seeing with your clients when they come in? When they come in, it's a hundred percent, a lack of awareness of their numbers. So okay. it's the, I don't want to look at it or I don't want to, I don't want to see it. I don't want to measure it. Uh, numbers are gross. You know, the typical, the mindset, and I work with a lot of women. So unfortunately there is this, this challenge with a lot of women, um, who maybe weren't raised that they need to be looking at their numbers or with a financial mind. I mean, I'm very grateful for my father, but I acknowledge that his influence is the reason why I'm here. And a lot of people didn't have that. So especially women, so they come to me with this mindset of it's scary. It's they see numbers as restrictive yeah. as something that will limit them yeah. because they can't afford something when in reality they don't see it as a tool yeah. that will equip them to move forward. So they want to earn more. So they want to make money, but they don't want to look at how much they've made. Mm -hmm. And that was always very confusing to me. It took me a lot of time to figure out the, the mind of the entrepreneur because I came from a CPA background going, what do you mean? This is great. Like numbers are fun. And a lot of people don't, feel that way. So it's coming out with a lot of empathy, but also they're, they're coming in with this just 
horrible <laughs> allergy to numbers. And, and that's what we have to overcome first is get them to onboard with seeing their numbers as a tool so that they can be committed to looking at them, measuring them, tracking them, and understanding what they're trying to tell them.